evening, wherever you may be. Welcome to the One Perspective to Another podcast. I'm your humble, gracious host, Adot Sanders, here with a very special episode. This is episode 150 of the One Perspective to Another podcast. You know I do not name our podcast till after. We're going to have our guests probably... Um, fill out the uh, the intro on what this podcast will be called, but without further ado, I want to welcome you in to the podcast, Mr. Aaron Kagan. How are you doing, sir? Thank you, Adot. I, you know, I appreciate being here and being able to reach the ears of the many people listening to the One Perspective to Another podcast. Hopefully welcome. I'll help someone with my story. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely that will happen. We will make sure that happens. And we will tell your story. A little background on AK. I know AK or met AK, the mad dog, AKA the mad dog from fantasy football. He is a fantasy football superstar, to say the least. That's where I met him from. One more time. I try to be. That's funny. <laughs> But AK is here to tell a story. AK is here to tell a story about his his upbringing, his life. Um, little did I know, or only found out, uh, I want to say, less than a couple years ago, that uh, AK, we call him AK for short, um, that AK has to read the pause. That's for my name, Aaron Kagan. Huh? That's for my name, Aaron Kagan. A-A-R-O-N-K-N. Yeah, there you yeah. go. We got him. Um, we got A-K. So we got Aaron Kagan, uh, professional name, um, A-K-A, not A-K, but also A-K. He's here to tell his story, and I want you to tell uh, the people a little bit about yourself, what you want to um, get going, and just start telling your story from specifically growing up because it's it's a very interesting story it's a story that i feel is very important that people um need to hear because like you said you listen to my podcast perspective is key and not everybody has the same perspective living life we all go do go through different things we all experience different things and i think your story is most definitely worth hearing so the floor is yours sir exactly that's exactly what i was thinking you know, listening to your podcast made me feel like I could share my story and you could help me share it. And that's what I really wanted to accomplish is sharing my story to hopefully help another person with developmental disabilities or cerebral palsy kind of overcome that and kind of see you know the errors i've made in the past and hopefully influence them to you know do something different than i did in other words yeah i, I agree with that 100 percent. so um we start with just telling your story about growing up and like you said earlier talking about not realizing what was going on and thinking like you were more of a not saying that you weren't a regular kid, but just growing up with dis- growing up with a disability. So tell the people about like growing up elementary school and stuff like that, and how it was for you. So, so the earliest memory I have of my childhood 
is in the halls of Shriners Hospital for crippled children, right? So when I was four years old, or three years old, actually, I had my first surgery at Shriners. And that that's the earliest memory as a kid. That's the earliest memory I can think of is the big stuffed pink panther stuffed animal in the halls. Mm-hmm. And that, growing up from that, you know, I was a kid going through physical therapy then started elementary school, I didn't think I had anything wrong. I I thought I was a regular kid, you know. Yeah, I had a, a little bit of teasing, but I didn't think much of it, you know. I thought I was regular. And then, then when I got into, like, fifth, sixth grade, I kind of knew I was different and had to have another surgery when I was 11 then in recovering from that, uh, I was really resistant to physical therapy because of a bad experience. Mm-hmm. So that might have been one of my missteps in my recovery is not taking my physical therapy super seriously. Like I kind of pushed it off and didn't think it was useful. But looking back on it now, being 33, I can see that when I was a kid, it would have been really useful to to really take it seriously, you know? And that's what I would stress to anyone else in a similar situation. Really take your physical therapy seriously. Yeah, most definitely. What you can't. You can't beat yourself up for being a kid, you know, like, even if it's not, even if it's not, like, physical therapy or something, like, something of that extreme, like, you can't go back and tell your little self, like, hey, you know, it's whatever, but, like, I I totally hear you, like, just looking back in hindsight. So then I had my second surgery, and I was basically recovering for, like, the two years I would have been in middle school, mm-hmm. so I had a homeschool tutor, thanks to the Department of Education of Hawaii. Um, they came to my house twice a week, the, the, the single tutor, and it was great. I mean, I had my, my school. I mean, uh, I don't know what else I would have done, you know, uh, thanks to the DOE of Hawaii. Were you, you were born in Hawaii? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so like when it comes to like healthcare and stuff, do you feel like Hawaii did like a, a good job in that sense? And like giving you that? Oh, yes, totally. A hundred percent. And even now, I feel like they have the best uh, healthcare system, you know, I could ask for. I mean, everything I need is taken care of. That's good. Yeah. Um, so when I was uh, 11, had the surgery, then recovered, having the homeschool tutor. But when I was in eighth grade, getting out of eighth grade, I made the decision that I wanted to go to high school. So I went to Kalani High School, which is a public high school here in Hawaii. And it was a great school. I had great experience, very minimal teasing I mean, you would think, you know, someone walking the way I was walking 
would have the load of teasing. Like, that's the thing. I was adapting to my situation and walking how I needed to walk to move through space, you know, to get from class to class. Yeah. Um, so it was really, I mean, looking back on it now, it was really amazing what I was doing. I was like arching my back and thrusting my hips in order to move my body through space. When in hindsight, I could have just used a wheelchair. I could have just jumped in a wheelchair. Yeah. Had that option. But I was very resistant to using any kind of aids or any kind of wheelchair. I guess kind of a, a pride thing. I just, I don't know. I just, I didn't want to use anything. But then when I graduated high school and I was in college starting at KCC, which is a community college um, here in Hawaii, uh, started there and it was really hard to walk from uh, so far from class to class. So I, my dad came up with the idea of using a, a cane to kind of help me get from class to class. So when I started using that, I started kind of relying on the cane and kind of needing it in order to walk. Because I guess the way I walk, I was adapting and I guess I adapted to using the cane. So like if I didn't have the cane, I couldn't walk. And that in hindsight was really the start of the downfall. Mm. So let's give um, a little background on specifically like how your uh, cerebral palsy like affected you and like what type that you had or have. Yeah. So, I, cerebral palsy is different for every single case. It is some sort of brain damage and the effects of that brain damage. So, in my case, it was a congenial malformation of the inner core of my brain. So, the corpus callosum was malformed and that affects um that shows in effects of motor skills and your brain's connection to your body mm -hmm. so that is called cerebral palsy any kind of effects that are from the brain damage are is cerebral palsy the specific type i have is called spastic diplegia and you know every every case is different some people have some form of spastic diplegia you know as the effect of the cerebral palsy mm -hmm. so others have other things you know it's a wide range and the cerebral palsy foundation would be a great resource to find out more info i would think most definitely or segue and question on that like do you feel like you are uh i guess one of, or are an advocate or would want to be an advocate for this well 
my regular activities, I'm, I try to be a political advocate on certain topics, you know, I've tried to campaign for certain candidates and, you know, I am active in, in the advocacy sphere, I would say. Yeah. So I try, I try my best to advocate and I, this is considered, yeah, I would be advocating for people with cerebral palsy and that foundation I would stress as a good charity for sure because most of the time like people don't always I whistle when I say my S's people don't always see when something affects people and it might not be characteristics it might be mental it might be physical but like until something happens to you or you grow up going through something you don't really take into account so I think it's really like dope that you do those things i think it's dope that you like came on here and wanted to talk about this too so i want to give you your props on that um well i appreciate that and you know i just i want to get it out there i mean i'm a dude that's living in hawaii and i'm 33 i mean at least i can do something to help people and your podcast is an avenue for me to do that most definitely. That's why we're here. Well, let's get back into this this um, story. So after the, or doing all you did from high school and going to college, finishing college, um, I know you wanted to make a specific. Well, so so oh, go ahead. I went to KCC using a walking stick and a cane. So I was using that original cane first. And then I transitioned to a walking stick because that was easier and gave me more balance. That's in my first two years of college. Mm-hmm. So that's at community college. Then when I finished the two years and I was going to UH, which is the main campus, it's it's a lot bigger than a community college, right? Yeah. So when I was going there, it was so difficult. Like the first semester, I was driving and parking right where I needed to. Like they had a good parking situation, but it was so hard. Even when I parked close, it was really hard for me to walk from the car to my class, you know? So uh, basically after my first semester, I said, I, I got to get a scooter. So I got one of those electric mobility scooters and I was riding it all around UH and it, you know, it basically, it, it allowed me to graduate college. I mean, Mm -hmm. my grade point average went from 3.0 to 3.6 just from using a scooter. That access was key for you. Yep. Yep, absolutely. And another thing I would say at the University of Hawaii, they have a a program for people with disabilities called the Kokua program. Mm -hmm. And I would say that was incredibly, incredibly helpful to me graduating. Okay, so Hawaii is pretty much just the the shit when it comes to like 
helping? Well, I mean, I, I'm very thankful, let's put it. Yeah. I'm thankful to live here, feel very happy to be born and raised in Hawaii, and, uh, you know, I mean, I, I like the public school system, I mean, what more can I say? That's dope, though. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that that happened to you because a lot of people, you know, don't don't get that opportunity, especially like um, people who don't even know what's going on with them and don't get diagnosed and get misdiagnosed and the whole nine yards. But I had a quick question on, um, like, from you going from high school to college, like, in between, like, did you still not use the walking stick and like still did activities like going out and like you said you was driving so you obviously got your driver's license and stuff too but like how did that did that hinder you in doing stuff like that was it different did you have to adapt in that situation or in those kind of situations so driving like ever since i was 10 years old Driving was like the coolest thing to me, mm-hmm. and I just I wanted my license and to be able to drive so badly. So I did everything I needed to. Went to driving school, you know, had the learner's permit, all that to get my license when I was sixteen. Mm. So that you know that was another thing I was adapting to. Yeah, I was walking weird. I mean. I was still walking, but, and not using anything, and, you know, I was driving, and then when I started using the stick, I would just put it in the front seat, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's it, like, yeah, so it was always, like, a super important thing for me to do, so I guess when you really want something, you'll get it, you know, even if you are walking all crazy weird, you know? Yeah, it's like you said, don't under don't underestimate your abilities, man. Right, right, exactly. So from uh thank you for answering that quick question. Fast forward yeah. back to your story about uh I think you were at finishing UH. UH. Yeah. Right. So at UH, I started using a scooter, and I would, like, myself lift the scooter in and out of the car. Like, thinking about it, it was amazing. Like, I would be catching the bus with the scooter going, you know, so I wouldn't have to drive sometimes. I would leave my car at home and then use the scooter to catch the bus to get to school. Sometimes, I mean, thinking about it, it's incredible. That's the beauty of hindsight, man. You don't realize how much you accomplished until you turn around and look. Exactly. And that's definitely the feeling I have, you know. I look back and it's like, how did I do that? How did I do all that stuff for school along with my life? I mean, it's really baffling. Yeah, but you did that shit, man. That was you. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, so I graduated uh, with a double major from Scheidler College of Business, which is 
the business school at the University of Hawaii. And I have a double major in marketing and entrepreneurship. Nice. Yeah. So I've, I've just been trying to do different entrepreneurial ventures since then. I worked for Solar City for a while as a solar sales. Then they got bought by Tesla and I lost my job. Mm. And now I'm not doing anything because now my condition has gotten so spastic I basically I can't walk and my shoulder is super messed up from using the forearm crutches so after the walking stick and after UH I transitioned to using forearm crutches which are those Canadian crutches you might be familiar with the movie there's something about mary there was a character that used forearm crutches yeah and um so using those for like three or four years you know it was great it gave me balance i was i I didn't fall you know i didn't fall as much as i usually did like falling was totally regular for me and the, the Canadian crutches really helped me reduce my falling. Um, but, you know, again, I became reliant. Yeah. So it got to the point where I couldn't go anywhere without them. And four years later, basically, I realized I have a shoulder injury from using those Canadian crutches. And this shoulder injury is like so, so painful. And the doctors tell me they can't find anything. So I don't want to talk about that, but that's something I'm dealing with now. Yeah. Is the shoulder injury from using the Canadian crutches in order to adapt the situation. So let's um, kind of go back on your instances of those. And like from yeah. the the Canadian ones to the, the cane, like do you ever feel like, or I don't know if doctors like swayed you that way. I, I know you said your dad wanted you to use the cane, but like what did you want to do? Or did doctors tell you like, hey, you should use x y and z like what did doctors tell you about like your mobility and stuff like that well uh they um you know growing up i was really resistant to physical therapy Mm -hmm. that's from my second surgery so i just i didn't like dealing with my situation i didn't like you know talking to doctors and basically dealing with it, I came to the conclusion that a walking aid might be helpful. And my dad was all all about it. So, of course, I used it. I mean, I didn't think I would become reliant on it, but I did. Mm. So I, 
I mean, going back, I wouldn't want to use one, you know, looking back on it now, but, you know, I, I physically can't. I yeah. need, I, I need, uh, some kind of aid now. Like now I'm in a scooter full time or a power wheelchair. So when you used it in, um, uh, when you were in college, you said you used to lift it and put it in your car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was pretty amazing thinking about it. I used to have a Ford Explorer or a Xterra. Mm -hmm. had both of those. And I'd lift the scooter and put it in my car to go to school sometimes. Nice. Like I said, you know, instead of doing that, I came to the conclusion, oh, just catch the bus. So I started doing that. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I was lucky to have a friend that lived right by UH, so I would park there and then use the scooter to go to school. Nice. I mean, your, your, your story is really really good in a sense because you're telling what you experienced and you're also like I guess and you hearing yourself speak about it seeing how you gave perseverance and like was resilient in the things that you accomplished and just doing what you wanted to do like you talking about you wanted to get your license you got your license you finished school like you did shit that you wanted to do so I don't want you to feel like you feeling how you feel now, like, at the being older and looking back, like, I don't want you to feel like nothing, nothing was accomplished or nothing happened, because some shit did happen. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I do uh, have that diploma on the wall. Yeah, you got diplomas, you got, com well, not completions, thinking about football, you got, uh, yeah. I don't even know what the word I'm trying to say, accomplishments. Tangible and intangibles of things. Yep, true that. So I hope that, you know, someone else with a challenge like the one I had, you know, will overcome, you know, will adapt and overcome. I think you just named the podcast episode. Good. Adapt and overcome. What do you think about that? I like it. I like it. Is, I like it a lot. Is there anything that you are looking to adapt and overcome, like coming coming up, or however you're feeling, or whatever you're doing? Well, whether it's aside from fantasy football. If you want to go into fantasy football, you can too, man. It's your world. Well, I mean. You know, your boy did make the playoffs in Trinity. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a great outlet. It's a really great outlet. <laughs> but did you win? And then got knocked out in the first round. Oh, man. Yeah. That's unfortunate. I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe one day. Maybe one day. Yeah. Yeah. So that you know, that's a great outlet. 
finding a hobby and something you like to do, I, I mean, that's the only thing you can do. I mean, you know, when you're in this situation now. Yeah. Do you feel like you, um, I don't know how COVID affected Hawaii in that sense, but like, did yeah. you feel anything different or are you just more of like, more of the same that you've been doing and anything changed no, for you? 100%. So when the pandemic started, all my physical therapy stopped. Mm. Everything, the at-home physical therapy, the in, you know, going there, everything stopped. So you can imagine me just getting tighter and tighter and worse and worse. And that's the situation because of the COVID. It mm. stopped all the physical therapy, and now I'm just totally bedridden. Is there any uh, like update on when it would change? Because I don't know how it is in Hawaii. Well, I mean, I'm at a point where, like, yeah, there could be some stretching and maintenance, but I'm not, like expecting to get up and walk again you know mm -hmm. so there's an element of realism there well never don't put yourself out man you never never say never and shit man yeah true that true that I mean cause it put so back yeah, it put back a lot of people like it's yeah. not that's a uh, going on two years now for like setbacks, but setbacks set you up for the build up, I guess, too. But well, it is actually um, starting up again, so uh, maybe next week I will have my first appointment. Well, I hope that you do because we want you in tip top shape. And you never know. You, I, don't, I don't know what will come of this. I don't know if you want to. I sent you the link for um, the guy I talked about with the uh, three hearts, one, three hearts, two kittens story. Check out his Instagram. Maybe y'all can link. I don't know. But um, I think it's important that you continue doing what you're doing. I think it's important that you shit, not just on my shit, but like on everywhere. Tell your story because it's like. Like, you listen to my podcast. It's not just about being on the surface with shit, at least for me. That's just my perspective. But I want people's stories to be heard because we're more than just pictures on Instagram. We're more than just fucking talking shit and roasting people. Like, it's we're living lives the best that we can. And we want people to know that anything is possible if you put your mind to it. Because you've told stories here about overcoming, about doing shit that you want to do and getting shit accomplished. And that's, it's inspiring. And I don't want you to feel like you didn't do anything because you've done a lot. And it's important that you know that and we're going to get these people to hear that shit too. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted other people to hear it and hopefully get inspired. That's the goal. And even if it's not inspired, just to have a, a thought, to learn something. Cause, right. um Like I said, I didn't know anything about it until you told me about it when I start uh, Googling it. Because I've, I've never experienced it. I've never seen anybody around me with it. So 
I appreciate you for your vulnerabilities and coming on here and telling your story too. Um, but yeah, man, we appreciate you. You got any? You got any other stories you want to tell her to let the people know? Well, I think that's about all, Mister A Dot. Wow. I appreciate uh, you bringing me on here for episode one fifty. It's a special one. Yeah, most definitely. You should feel very special about Big 150. Sounds good, bro. I'll, I'll be talking to you real soon. Indeed. We uh, got to get a trade going on. And on that note, thank you for listening. Thank you for telling two friends to tell two friends. And we will catch you on the flip side. I'm going to leave all AK's information if he wants the people in the podcast notes. Check him out. Maybe he be doing something later. We don't we will see. But on that note, I am out.